Howdy. Howdy. I'm Brooke Collins. And I'm Sienna Knanik. And this is... Nobody Wants to Listen to Your Podcast. The podcast where we take your favorite romance novels seriously. But not too seriously. Welcome back. Welcome back, lovely angels. All of our devoted Did fans. Did you miss us? I know you're on the edge of your seats, like just every day checking, like, oh my god, we're at Brooke and Sienna, we're at Brooke and Sienna, like I can't live like this anymore. I know. No, but I we're we sound like we're joking, but we genuinely have been receiving feedback that we need to keep doing this. So yeah, like we're putting your needs ahead of our own. Yeah, like we've actually just we're thinking about the people right now. So we're back in the stew. We're back in the stew. We're actually on the same time zone. The last time we chatted on here, we were across the world from each other and now we're just um kind of across the province <laughs> kind of across kind of the province. <laughs> not really not even. it's a big province and i'm not across it we're back we're better than ever we might have to forego our usual catch-up because it might <laughs> it might be a bit too like we'll we'll do a catch-up but our usual yeah. method of catch-up I don't think really <laughs> will fit the last three months of our life oh my god well I think last time we caught up I was looking back through the Instagram post and listening to the last podcast I feel like life was so different so different yeah for us compared to where we are now <laughs> I think I was in my mentally. first week. Mentally. We were both in our first weeks. Like, we had just started grad school. Yeah, so we took a break, a big old break, from the pod because of my course. <laughs> the girls needed some time to adjust. And Sorry. G- given the circumstances, uh, yeah, Sienna actually has the plague, which is oh really my- to our oh. novel today. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that i've had a chest infection now for almost a month um so if you hear it that's what's going on but um we took a break because i feel like brooke you were thinking you could have handled it i simply am not the type of person who can read more than one novel a week no i was Um, busy like thinking back i was busy I feel like you were busier than me, but I feel like you were your time management was off the charts and mine was <laughs> down the pooper. <laughs> no, she's been on the grind, guys. Don't don't let her fool you. She's uh, been grind stressing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything romantic to share? Should we share something romantic? Yeah, I say that and I can't think of now. anything. What's what's the know, what's what maybe the romantic? best thing that's happened to you in the last three months? In the last three months, the best things happened to me. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Oh my god, the last three months. I don't even know. I feel like it's been it's been a weird three months. I feel like this whole year, I don't know if other people are having this experience, but I know for me it's just not been a great year. And I feel like the last three months were like, oh, you thought we would end the year on a positive note? No. Sorry. <laughs> 2024 is gonna be your uh, year <laughs> no i know it people say that every year 2024 is gonna be my year it's my year i don't even have any resolutions um the last three months i actually can't think of anything in particular seeing you yesterday oh that was it. the best thing that happened to me in the last that up that was no i'm serious oh i had such a quick toronto visit got to see the girly for brunch cafe land where it ate if anybody's looking for a brunch spot it ate when we ate we we shut down that place (laughs) yeah we sat there for so long that like people came and went our our waitress like stopped her shift (laughs) no she she did not finish her shift yeah it was it was she stopped checking in on us. I hope um, she got that Yes, I hope she did. Um, what was the best thing that's happened to you in the last three months? <laughs> um, this is so cheesy that it sounds like I'm on like Wendy Williams, but like, does Wendy Williams have cheesy like heart heart heart? No, content? Wendy Williams does. <laughs> she drags celebrities. Oh. Okay, maybe like she's Oprah. the one who's like, I'm gonna say it. I'm done with Taylor Swift. She's that <laughs> no, she does. Okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe not Wendy. She's the one that had that seizure on stage. Miss Wendy did? Yeah, wait. I have to share a clip with the... I'm going to share a clip on Insta of her. Remember that? Have you seen that video of her in the car? 
where no. she's like, I would ask for privacy, but I just don't give it. That's why I do the, was it like the quick and journey or whatever? Okay, I gotta share that. The Instagram posts with no context of having watched the episode are like the most incomprehensible <laughs> collection of images. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. No, okay, maybe I'll go miss Oprah, but just the friends we made along the way. Uh, um, but no, I've met some really amazing people in Scotland. Yeah, you're having the time of your freaking little life. I've been enjoying it. I haven't been reading now. Like, I, I think maybe... I yeah, read two books since this one. Which, for context, the book that we're going to talk about today, I read on the plane to Scotland. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a bit of a minute, but uh, um, that's okay. Aw, I feel like I, on the other hand, have been reading so much. Have you? Um, You've been at Indigo. <laughs> I have been so depressed. Oh. I go to Indigo every day. That's how. That That's I a am. good coping mechanism, though. Going to no, I know it's very you. It's every time I go, I it's think so of you, me. but I feel closer with you. That's why I do it. Aww. Since Brooke left, I'm just so sad. But I actually need to get out of this funk now because I'm talking to you, so I need to get out of it. No more um, funk. Back in the stew. 2024 is going to be your year. <laughs> yes, but I, okay. But I have to tell you, I've been reading, and I have so many like um book recommendations that are very serious books. If people Ooh. are looking for intense. <laughs> Books. intense literature literature i have unlike the lowbrow shit we talked yeah. about it was i had to i couldn't possibly cope with both in the same week you can't expect me to read freud and then read <laughs> and then read our next episode Jenny is Han. on freud the next episode, yeah <laughs> what is who would you date freud or michelle foucault <laughs> foucault is fuck <laughs> Renee Magritte. <laughs> Magritte. Okay. Uh, Spain, fleek. Uh, this, are we, yeah. Anyway. That that seems like a pretty good catch up to me. I think you guys that's got a pretty full like picture. That's our the life. last three months of our lives, just in case you wanted to know. We are academics. We're, We're academic weapons. I'm like a soft like, blanket. Yeah, we're kind of like academic like candles. Like, yeah. Academic I would say you're an academic weapon and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a spork. <laughs> academic spork. <laughs> academic, like, academic camping gear. That's the title for this app is Academic Spork. Academic Spork. <laughs> it's going to be the title of the book. <laughs> no, of the pot. <laughs> okay oh um what Wait, else do we normally in? do yeah i'm trying to think it you what know are... when, when have we ever had structure when have we ever pretended <laughs> like we planned before the episode just started <laughs> to my knowledge we jump in hey let's jump in um today we have romantic comedy 2022 2023 yeah and- it's a very recent let me look it up when did she drop romantic comedy it's book by it's by curtis sittenfeld uh it came out april 4th 2023 the day before my 22nd birthday whoa it's like it's it's a fresh one i saw quite a bit of hype when it first dropped but i i was saying this to sienna very briefly yesterday like i feel like i saw it in every bookstore it was like on the like what's a new table mm-hmm. it was like goodreads mm-hmm. most read this week but like where are the reviews like i've heard no one say how they felt about it so we're giving the reviews we're giving the reviews although i did go on goodreads i think i need to read part of this absolutely scathing review i i had to screenshot it (laughs) okay please do um this is how it starts so basically this is quote (laughs) quote so basically romantic comedy is about an ugly divorced 40 year old woman and at no point in the book does the main character let you forget how ugly and unwanted she is who writes for snl despite being the least funny main character i've ever had the displeasure of reading sally is convinced that men don't date her because she isn't pretty never taking into account that she has the personality of an unsalted cracker and there are some points being made (laughs) however (laughs) the tone feels a bit aggro but i do think overall some points have been made (laughs) Some points have been made. The book is about yeah Sally Mills. She is a writer for SNL, but it's called The Owl. What is it? The Owl. The Night, the Night Owls. Owls. SNL. You're like it's SNL. 
It's well, SNL. it is SNL. It's it's like a and it's like about the writer room. Yeah, she's a writer for the Night Owls in NYC, baby NYC. She's from like middle of America, middle America, and she gets her dream job. She was married to like her high school sweetheart. Her life was very much take, taking one trajectory, and then she kind of like gave it all up to pursue her comedy dream, writing for basically SNL and she's been there for about eight years and she offers a fresh funky view on feminism to the comedy room she's a feminist because of her sketch comedy what's her like reoccurring bit that she does that's like girls don't fart (laughs) yeah it's like a it's it's yeah I think it's a there see how long I'm gonna read this it's um (laughs) people are like why are you doing a book I don't remember. We have things to say. We'll get to the groove. We'll get to it. Uh, a game show, I think, and the contestant, like, one of them farts or something. It's so stupid. And then she's, like, all about how, like, you can't say vagina on TV, but you can say penis or something like that. And it's like, okay. She's woke. Very much white millennial feminist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A summary of this book is difficult because something that I did see a lot of people saying is that like it's sold as, you know, a romantic comedy, like a classic rom-com novel. But I don't think it's, it's definitely centered around a romance. And I'd say it's, I'd argue it's kind of like written in two parts. Um, But essentially she meets someone at her work who is a celebrity, a guest star on the show one week, and we go on Mm -hmm. to to hear their love story, their love tale, if you will. So the book, the the form of it is uh, is really interesting, and Brooke was talking about this, that it's broken down, I would argue, into three parts. Mm, And it's, the writing is very interesting. So the first section is a schedule. And you get like an hourly play-by-play of the stressful, crazy life of an (laughs) SNL night owl writer. Mm -hmm. And throughout that week, it's about the costume design, the sketch pitches, sketch writing, etc. And working with the musical guest who Mm. is this week a man named Noah Brewster. (laughs) He's kind of giving... Like Justin Timberlake. Okay, yeah. Um, I wanted to right? ask you right off the bat, like who who is our fan cast for Noah Brewster? Like obviously the Night Owls is SNL. We have our writer Sally, yeah. who's just like a writer. Yeah. But like what celebrity yeah. do you picture as Noah Brewster, Justin Timberlake? Okay, but not actually. I think it actually would be not looks, but her the 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 kind of idea of him is Jesse McCartney. Oh, is that a real person? Who's the guy that was on Hannah Montana? Jesse McCartney. Honestly, like you could tell me that was just a character on Hannah Montana. Let me look. <laughs> like, I think it, is it Jesse like, McCartney. Um, what's that song that he sings on Hannah Montana? That's like you're a beautiful girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it is Jesse McCartney. It's um, um. Let me look up his songs. <laughs> like, what has Jesse done? We're gonna get like dragged. But oh, like, it's beautiful soul. Oh, yeah, beautiful wait. soul. You yeah, wait, let me sing along. Soul, you're not soul, you're the one soul. I too. You're the one I We're going to get taken down. Can anyone hear me? Like this on Spotify. <laughs> okay, I'll just listen to it. What a pretty face. I don't want just anyone home. I don't oh, want you love to go away. I want you and your beautiful soul. Okay, I with my chest infection, I kind of sound like him. No, she's got like a nice vibrato, like a rasp going on. Thank you. I'm kind of picturing Ed Sheeran. Also, for for the culture, I do want to be brave and bold right now and let everyone know that this is the first year since I got Spotify in grade ten that Ed Sheeran hasn't been in my top five. So well, that's because his music that he's and I'm gonna say this. It, a genius why is he no longer performing we're not literally performing i'm like where has your talent gone oh it's like i feel like he's done shows <laughs> no why is his talent mia his new album is not really hitting the spot um but he is kind of who i pictured because noah brewster was why? interesting because they do kind of like 
show him as this um like singer songwriter like down to earth kind of guy um but at first sally does really see him as like he's just like a celebrity and you know she's used to meeting celebrities who are apparently kind of like douchebags and she kind of assumes that he's gonna be the same but she like from the get-go she's on the defense with him she's like this guy's gonna suck okay he's teenage heartthrob this is why i think jesse mccartney he's teenage heartthrob Mm -hmm. but now he's like 40 Mm. and is secretly balding shock horror (laughs) shock horror and therefore losing his teen heartthrob charm he's got a toupee she is also in her late 30s so they're like of the same age Mm-hmm. and the whole the book kind of opens by during this schedule she sets the tone that all the ugly comedian men because all men who are funny have to be ugly according to her and women. Uh, <laughs> are dating hot supermodels and she's mm. like as a millennial feminist she's very much like wow that's so classic of the male experience they can get like a hot 20 year old something pretty girl something model mm-hmm. but like women can't have that experience and she like views herself as being in the same category of all comedians who she thinks are ugly losers <laughs> and she thinks that she herself is an ugly divorced loser this is like a reoccurring like sh- this is the hill that sally will die on like she keeps bringing up i i want to say she almost comes up with like an acronym or something for it like this theory she has that like mm-hmm. oh it's it's the danny women. horse rule yeah yeah the danny horse rule because of her bestina danny horse um <laughs> and she's like <laughs> who got her bestina he kind of gives like ontario hockey boy who like fell into comedy somehow and i thought jonah comedy. hill oh he does okay yeah he gives jonah hill which like who is jonah hill if not an ontario hockey boy but that's a whole nother conversation and like um what's that guy from vancouver a comedian that one guy that came out of Vancouver um, you know he has that weird laugh he looks like ha, ha, ha. Seth um, Rogen <laughs> that's like Jonah Hill adjacent yeah 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 like that vibe yeah he's very much that vibe and he's like married to a supermodel which I think you're right again because like I in one part the tough thing that I find with Sally as a protagonist is like you want to agree with her and you do on some base level but it just yeah. feels like so like shallow and like yeah yeah you're right sally but like yeah (laughs) a lot of her is projecting it's thinking that she can't get further in life or doesn't have more opportunities because she's ugly or because she's divorced or whatever Mm -hmm. um so then when she starts working with noah as the musical guest they start working on some sketches together and actually develop a pretty good banter Mm-hmm. before because of her insecurities at the rap party she basically tells him that she's kind of throws some jabs at him telling him that he's oh just the type of guy who's shallow who would just date another hot supermodel and could basically never be into the type of girl that she is mm-hmm. so then that's the end of section one and like we could give you details on like what else goes on in this thing but it just in this section but like it's really so irrelevant to I like watch an SNL documentary and (laughs) there you go what I honestly that's funny you say that because my favorite part of the book was like I mean I was thinking of it as kind of two parts one part in New York with the whole SNL and then part two which we'll get to which is (laughs) the pandemic which feels like a lot for this novel to throw at you oh my god my favorite part was like this first part because I thought it was interesting, but, like, not what I expected from the novel, whether or not that's mm. really bad. Because I did find it interesting, this kind of, like, behind the scenes of, like, a a writer's room. And then I kind of like that they have a meet cute, but it's not, like, an instant love. It's, like, a bit of a slow burn. Like, they kind of are just, like, you know, like, hanging out with each other, kind of figuring out who the other person is. And I think, like, when they first meet in her office, like, there's there's some banter it's kind of cute it's kind of fun like you can tell that he's kind of like oh I actually like this girl's vibe he wakes her up from her slobbery slumber (laughs) and she's drooling oh my god once again shock remind you like they're like she sucks she's the worst she's disgusting she's She's like filth 
So, and you know what I really hated, and I think this came out in this section is this obsession that with this idea that she was so ugly that of course she's going to be a feminist. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was very much that it's like, it's like, of course she was so, because men are so unattracted to her, she has <laughs> no choice but to turn to feminism. It's like, yeah, that doesn't like, I'm so tired of that trope. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I, I, I think like I liked some of the female relationships she had in her life, like the others who mm, were the other at- two performers yeah yeah like they they were both actual actresses but I did feel with uh Danny like his girlfriend who was a supermodel they did kind of like paint her with one color they're like she's a supermodel she's dumb like she's dumb she's she was crazy she was always like being her relationship with Danny was like so toxic because you know it was so shallow and and could never be something more because she's such a surface level person even though Danny has so much depth but he's mm-hmm. ugly, and so therefore he can have depth. But she's hot, so therefore she can only be surface level. It just feels tough because the setting and, like, the entire world of, like, sketch comedy or just comedy in general, like, I think there's a really interesting conversation to be had about how, you know, men can be gross and ugly mm-hmm. and whatever on stage, but, like, women kind of, like, I, I think of, like, Ali Wong, like... yes she's a good example of kind of like people are always like she is so crude like she does not need to be making those jokes and I know that when she came out with her special where she's pregnant people were like a pregnant woman like that's just absolutely reprehensible that she's like making sex jokes on stage Mm. so I think like there's a really interesting conversation we had about this world and kind of like the things that Sally brings up but it's almost like when someone's making good points but you just don't like them so you're like oh you're ruining it for the rest of this. <laughs> I think that the the author was trying to find a way to deliver these very important messages, but unfortunately delivered them through a way, through a character who also projects. So you struggle to yeah, you you struggle to agree with her or you struggle to know if her perspective of let's say Danny's super hot supermodel girlfriend mm-hmm. is a real if that's really who she is or if all these characters simply exist through Sally's projection and it's it's you don't really that's not really tied up at the end if these people are stereotypes only according to Sally or if they genuinely are just stereotypes and the author actually missed that all entirely Mm, that's interesting because I do feel like even Danny kind of gets this like not necessarily redemption but I I actually I liked their friendship like they share an office and she's kind of like he's the worst but like he's my little dude like yeah feels like a work friendship you know when you're just like friends with someone so random and different from you yeah and it yeah I I like that but I just yeah I think the first section was interesting but then it entirely pivots so then you get which I appreciated I thought that now that we're going to have more material coming out related to the pandemic, I thought that the abrupt pivot pivot in form and narrative arc was true to the pandemic experience. Mm. So you get all of a sudden after she's like told Noah he's just another douchebag, basically, you it starts with an email from Noah during the pandemic to her like private email being like, are you there? <laughs> That's an interesting point. Like, I kind of like, if you if you are writing about the pandemic, like, how do you handle that? And I guess like this like abrupt jarring shift, because I think as a reader, like the experience was that like, it was kind of like, hey, what the hell? Like, and also, even though, you know, like the timeline, obviously, like world events, like you don't know Mm -hmm. in fiction if they're going to choose to follow that. And I don't think the year was super explicit or super like heavy handedly, like, reinstated to make you think oh something bad is about to happen yeah no you don't it's 2018 I think is when the first part takes place Mm. um which I think also helps to build the romance when you get this email then from Noah probably in 2020 it's been like two years me still thinking about her Mm -hmm. which what what's really than that like during the pandemic (laughs) during lockdown being like should I hit up my ah! should I hit up my ex situation ship? What's the 
oh my god everyone's home from uni abruptly you haven't seen people in a year everyone's on tinder like email literally (laughs) everyone you're doing facetime dates like oh my god never i will never engage in a facetime date (laughs) okay it was the worst experience of my life like oh my god it was deep (laughs) april no he's not listening it was deep (laughs) april of pandemic actually i think it was like why do i want to say it was my birthday or the day after my birthday so this is like first week in april so we've been in the pandemic for like two three weeks and i was like okay fuck it obviously i'm getting tinder and i go on tinder and it's this guy um who was like a couple years older than me um and we went on a he asked me on a FaceTime date and he was like, pour yourself a drink. I'm like, <laughs> not like I'm literally. And then I was like, my way out of it was like, how do you get out of a FaceTime date? You know what I mean? Like you once no you're excuse. already FaceTiming each other. So my excuse was, oh, my friends want to play Jackbox. I have to go. <laughs> like you're not busy, girl. Like, <laughs> is that not the most up. COVID experience of I got to go play Jackbox? <laughs> It's time for my <laughs> nightly Jackbox with my cousins. Like, we're doing a Netflix party. My family. Oh, sorry. We're, we're doing we're doing survey with my aunt. We are um we're doing trivia with my aunt. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, that's despicable. Yeah, the emails the emails are funny because they are very true to the time period, and I think there's some fun moments in the emails. What I liked about the emails is the timestamps. I think that's kind of cute because it's like yes. Like, they're they're really immediate like you see how badly they want to talk to each other yeah and I I honestly the emails were my favorite part I don't think it was like an especially um my ear is so clogged after blowing my nose sorry for that ASMR nose blowing by the way but um (laughs) just leaving it but um what I I unplugged my ear but I what I I mean I don't think it was that challenging I mean really I think you can just look back through emails or use your friends emails to kind of create this this narrative and and this the dialogue going on in these emails but I just thought they were I think when I was looking online a lot of people really hated this section but I thought it was my favorite part because it was so high school love or Mm -hmm. middle school romance and I just felt like as someone who's always been such a romantic and as someone who developed a love for romance novels at the same time as I was like developing my first crushes and kind of playing with how does my idealized Nicholas Spark world fit into these, you know, Snapchat conversations I'm having with like 13 year old guys when I'm in like grade seven. I think having a novel then play with the online dialogue and how romantic it can still be and meaningful and significant that it can still be. That was so refreshing to me Mm -hmm. and something that I wish my like 12 year old self could have read because it kind of like validated online love and love in the age of technology Mm, I kind of love that because I think before talking to you I was kind of in the majority of being like these emails (laughs) are so boring like let's get her going but I do kind of love that as an idea like it (laughs) something about like needing desperately to like romanticize like text messages because yeah that's like the main way that you talk to people yeah that's I don't know there is something awesome about that and like honestly snapchat romance when like novel that is just a snapchat (laughs) yeah dialogue Mm, there's something about that for sure I think as someone who has now still am am still in a relationship that was built during the pandemic not Jordan was not my FaceTime date I have to have to confess it wasn't him well you that's good you left him for Jackbox (laughs) Jordan was one of the guys I spoke to on Tinder during the pandemic and it actually worked out. Um, But because of that, the initial basis of our relationship was entirely online. Obviously what Sally and Noah have is they did meet in person first, but that like the real kind of confessional romance they had for each other was totally virtual. And that nervousness she has when 
we break into the third, I feel it as the third section of this book where they're then interacting in person and she's going on this road trip to stay mm-hmm. with him in California. Like that nervousness of like, how do we talk? Yeah. And it's so clear you want me, but we've never touched. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that is so accurate again to the age of technology and dating in this world. Something about that was really, like, I think that you're right. Like, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but it kind of, like, it's, like, this allegory for Tinder. It's, like, you know, when you kind of, yeah. there's this line between, like, you know, when you talk to someone, like, they've met in person before, but, like, not with this understanding that they're obviously into each other. Like, when you talk with someone yeah. online for so long and then seeing them in person, like, it's, like, weird, you know? It's so it's like in some ways beneficial and in some ways not because when you meet on Tinder, it's like, okay, we're obviously into each other. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We matched. So that is gone. But the rapport, the sparks, the flirting that you build is not based on an in-person interaction spark first love at first sight moment that you mm-hmm. would get otherwise. So there's pros and cons. And I really think that that part to me really stood out as something important and relevant to my own life Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I see romance novels going like I think like it's almost one of those things where it's like I would love to see one really well done about online dating but I think Mm -hmm. it's like a lot that are like there's a lot of space for it to be horrible and despicable despicable like absolutely evil (laughs) I'm trying to think of like any though like it's all it's all about the meet cute which like I think does kind of set this like this precedent for people like Mm. people want to meet in a meet cute but like who really meets in a meet cute these days like it's and I think that that's something that and so now I heard recently on the radio that yeah when I listen to <laughs> yeah I was gonna say okay she's cultured she didn't see a the TikTok way that I guys text, I text into the radio Do you <laughs> I'm not yes what station news talk 1010 hold on I put one on my story when I I need to read you what it's 71010 guys text in 71010 when you have um what did I say recently uh Oh my god, one time they were on the radio. These like boomers, right? Like they're all boomers on the radio and they were talking about Taylor Swift and one of something they said was has she written songs about that yet? Like referring to Travis Kelsey. It was when she first started dating Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So this was September 28th and I texted them and put in quotations, has she written songs about that yet? Is an old narrative based on in misogyny. Find a nuanced approach approach to discussing women in the arts. Do better, John. <laughs> Did they like read it? I don't know because I had to go to class. I was on my drive to school. That's this actually at nine twenty-four in the morning. What if they like beefed your response and you just have no idea? I don't know. And then another time, June twenty-sixth, I also texted them because one of the women was talking about how like privileged it is to. She's like, oh, like you know, the kids my son goes to school with are so privileged because they own a home. We only ho- own a condo in downtown Toronto. And I was, I texted and I said, you have to be privileged to own a condo in downtown Toronto. What? The same? <laughs> like, that's the same price as, like, a mansion, a McMansion in Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, babes, you probably see we this in Tower. We only own a loft apartment <laughs> in Brooklyn and it's really like, tough. I'm so sorry for your life. Anyway, um, I don't even know where I was going. Um. <laughs> Oh, I heard on the radio that um, it was on News Talk 1010, I'll be, that apparently more couples in Toronto have met on, that are together now, have met online than have met in person. Whoa. I mean. Yeah, I know. It's but kind I feel of shocking, like, but I get it. Like most I get it too. I know met online these days. It's true. And I feel like as someone who really was not, I was pretty opposed to dating apps and never thought that I was going to be on them. And I think had it wouldn't, had it not been for the pandemic, I wouldn't have been. And I think that having to romanticize meeting online with like romanticize my relationship without a meet cute was a really interesting experience. And I think that I have yet to see or hear about a novel that has done that because I think there is totally something romantic about like of all the scum on dating sites or of all the like 
like shitty first dates or creepy people that you meet, like to come across someone that you really build a strong connection with, perhaps spend the rest of your life with is totally romantic in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, like when presented with all the options in the world to find one person that is the best of all is so romantic. And I think that that's not really something that, and I, th- I think unfortunately any novel or story about this is often like about catfishing or yeah. about Fresh. or about <laughs> like insecure people who can't like communicate in person but can only communicate online and it's like that's just not reality mm, 100% yeah part of me wondered like when I was reading this book if why I wasn't loving it is because it didn't follow the traditional arc of like a romance novel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it definitely doesn't like because like the the parts that we've talked about like the structure of it is definitely out there but it also like it doesn't have that like instant meet cute yeah like big drama get back together like I don't know It, it it definitely deviates from like a traditional romance novel in some ways that I do appreciate and I think like what you're saying about their emails and like this kind of like online re-meeting is actually really sweet in its own way and this kind of like nervousness that she feels Mm -hmm. having to see him again and like them both like knowing they're into each other but like both being like but what if what if they're not yeah 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 um I think that's true I think that's probably part of it but I also just think that in trying to make Sally like the not follow the like girl next door dream woman of every romance novel the author didn't she just instead sent her into this place where she was totally unlikable like there was no and I just think that that it's not what she meant to do like I think she really tried to deviate away from not only the traditional arc but the traditional character plot line but I just think that she just made a highly unlikable protagonist and I don't think that we can feel attached like I just it's just not for me to be so self-deprecating is not only and that was our hi um, hi. (laughs) I love how it doesn't there's like no actual break but it's been several minutes for us that, that's our uh usual episode point where zoom says pay for zoom points. and i said no thank you i wouldn't like to do that once we get sponsors we'll put our advertisements there i think zoom should sponsor us because like people are always kind of shocked when we say we use zoom to record our podcasts yeah what a great function like zoom if you're listening <laughs> if you're interested in romantic comedy like <laughs> sponsor us that's all i'm saying our our king who's our king that we were emailing from zoom being like give us back kevin. <laughs> kevin, from zoom. kevin from zoom if you're listening which i think you should be because you did us fucking dirty he probably is and he's going i'm deleting this too we have haters and fans of the pod it's okay um what i was saying is what i find self-deprecating my issue with it is not only is it such an unattractive quality I'm always so nervous when I see someone entering a relationship who's self-deprecating because I'm like I feel like you're just inevitably going to have a toxic relationship Mm. like because there's like this she puts that on him like she Mm -hmm. makes it his problem and he has a big it's like a big part of their relationship yeah it's this that she constantly doesn't feel good enough for him and he's put in a position where he always has to prove that she is and there's Mm -hmm. a power imbalance in that where and it's so I'm like oh wow she loves him even though he's bald she's such a good person versus all of her baggage and insecurities and her dad almost dying from COVID and he can help her with that and wow but he's bald Plus, he's, like, like she goes to his, like, mansion in, like, the Hollywood Hills. Like, there's just a lot happening. It just, it does, but I don't know. I just have a tough time because I think this is one of those novels where, like, people, I think people need to be critical when they read and be aware of the fact that, like, female protagonists do get much more heat than male protagonists. I think you're right. But this is almost an example of, like, okay yes but also sometimes 
I can't stand her. I would not yeah. be this woman's friend. Yeah, but it, it is tough because I, I, I like wonder if I do have some of my own biases happening. But then at the end of the day, like I just don't really, I don't rock with her that much. I just don't. Yeah, and you know what else though? I don't rock with is his live acoustic performances for her. <laughs> we always come back to a place of men playing guitars at women. This is always what we come back to. What I find interesting is it's definitely a part of it, but like for someone who is like literally a celebrity musician, like his music doesn't come up that much as like a topic of conversation. Or yeah. Like true. A big passion of his. Like he does seem kind of like I guess it is like when you saw like the John Lennon Ima- he would have been in the John Lennon Imagine video first and foremost um the the COVID thing where all the celebrities sang like a line of- uh, when John Mayer sang Ariana Grande's cover I loved that that you was the only part of the me in the bathroom in the bathroom that was like, the best such a like I know he's so toxic but what a likable moment for him yeah no honestly he did kind of like have a redemption arc from like his tail like he sensed that red was coming <laughs> in the future and he was like I need to work overtime right now he <laughs> with no makeup <laughs> and that would be but I don't think Noah's funny enough for that he would just be like imagine all the people like Usher you know the video of Usher where he's like looking left and right and up and down for sure thought they were putting him in the middle but he was at like bottom left corner (laughs) and I love that they did that so much oh my gosh anyway I just like this is a very singy episode we're really like this is kind of like a (laughs) sing-along no like we're like honestly and I really hope somebody identifies our talent for singing here yeah if anyone wants to sign us I mean we will you you know where to find us you know Um, in general, like, I'm curious, like, what do you think of Noah? Like, I feel like he hasn't been catching heat the way Sally's been catching heat. Noah Brewster. Which first Noah Brewster. famous Noah. Like, let's talk about that. You know what? <laughs> um, Noah. Like, why isn't his name, like, Chris? <laughs> no, like, Noah is such a celebrity boy name. Like, I'm trying to think. Do we know what? of a famous Noah? Like, I can't no. think of one single. No. There's probably someone so obvious and we're just missing it. Everyone's going to be like, it's obviously Noah. Noah. Doesn't it feel like there should be a guy? Noah, like Noah Centineo. Is Noah Centineo the guy who posted that video on, you know, of his banana? I'm probably. <laughs> it seems no, like of him. fine with him. And Noah like, Centineo. He, oh, he's, um, he is in he's Tall in the Boys, the Boys of Love before. before. Yeah, he did post a video of him touching his banana. Would Noah Brewster have a like new a fun tape candle? <laughs> a fun tape. A fun um, tape yes, but it would be like him with a digital camera taking a naked photo in a mirror, <laughs> and it gets leaked, and everyone's like, "Okay, but he's so hot!" Like, and he catches no heat from it because he's a man. And then Sally would write a stupid sketch about this. <laughs> This is like maybe they are fleshed out characters because we understand them. And we understand that's them. So true. Maybe because they're also stereotypes. That's why we understand them. Yeah. I just, I just, I think like when I'm being too hard on myself about my Sally, like kind of general dislike, I'll, I'll use the word. <laughs> like, but, Hatred. But I, d- I don't really, I don't fuck with Noah that much either. Especially. Really? No, something I something I'm really into as like a I don't know if trope is the right word, but I love novels that like show the private lives of celebrities. Okay, like, yeah, I I'm really interested in that. Like, I think like Taylor Jenkins Reid always does a great job of it. Yes, um, you know, I've read some other good ones, but like this one didn't feel that juicy. Like it was kind of just like okay, <laughs> it felt like just he's like, like I. <laughs> He just lives at home with his maid. Which is maybe, like, supposed to be the point. Or, like, he's just a See, but that's what I mean. He's just, like, an average dude versus her home life is so much more interesting because of her stepdad and Beagle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We do love the Beagle. You know what scene? (laughs) Sugar. We're just talking general general. thoughts. You know what scene I actually did love in this entire novel is when he's, like, awkwardly playing the guitar for her neighbor. (laughs) 
his the neighbor who's a fangirl that i hated i thought it was so funny like that's how it ends and it's so awkward him like and the fact that he proposes does he propose like in front of the neighbor oh my god like i literally with her children her little girls like where were we going like i think my problem with this novel is it was trying to do so much and it's like Mm-hmm. where were we going here babes i think what would have been the most impactful would be if the whole snl part at the beginning was distributed through memory like mm-hmm. or like flash not flashbacks i hate like a classic flashback but like in conversation you understood like if you opened the novel with them emailing and you're like okay why are they emailing and why is there Mm. like weird tension where they don't know each other and it like comes up throughout that they had a kind of flirtation but nothing happened and now they're so lonely in the pandemic versus like we're here then we're in the pandemic and then we're in her backyard with sugar the beagle and then we're here and it's like why Mm. are we ending with paparazzi pics like what is going on (laughs) honestly i think that's like an instant like so good of a suggestion because like Thank i you. am thinking about it, like you should be the editor this is me yesterday i was like Hold staring on. sienna in the eyes and i was like the thing about you is you're so talented and it's talented. Like, you are charismatic and i was like no you have a nice outfit on <laughs> most annoying anyways no but I think that's a great suggestion because I think you're right in that it feels like a bit of a slog by the time you get to the end because you've just gone through so many periods but it doesn't feel like episodic or like you know when you read like an epic novel like I'm trying to think of like a super long like you go through some years like Like Lord of the Rings oh (laughs) that's a very different (laughs) why so I quote Lord of the Rings like so often now like who am I anyway I don't I don't get it have you been reading them or like what's the um, I watched two of them, two and a half of them. Like I've almost finished it, and then I just got to the. I think I have forty minutes left of the last movie, and I was like, "No, simply, I can't finish this." Jordan, like, I actually refused. They're so. Long. But I also told Brooke that a man that we know reminds me of an orc. So that's I. <laughs> and if you know, I We're absolutely dragged him through the mud. We're not blaming because that's energy. That's energy. It's not love vibes. Not vibes. looks, and I, I made that clear because I showed her the pic, and she goes, "I don't see it." And I said, "No, not looks." <laughs> I'm saying he came out of mud. You can't. He came out of nothing. If like if you're talking about their energy. <laughs> no, like it's not bullying if it's their personality. Constructive criticism. <laughs> it's like fix yourself. And that's how like, I feel I'm, with like, Sally. Therapist. Like work on it. Like we're just telling it's her like, to work like, on it. Like work on it. And, like, also, can we talk about it? Like, the image I get of Sally, I'm like, bitch, you're not ugly. That's, I think that's the major thing. And, like, people say to her throughout the novel, he says to her, he's like, why do you act like you're an ogress? Like, why are you, like, being What like, does she think an she's an orc? Like, she thinks, thinks you're she's not. An orc. <laughs> she's not. And, like, I just think, she's honestly, not. like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's tough. I think in some ways, like, I love that we have attractive guy mid-girl representation because, like, yeah. <laughs> This is like the world needs a female Pete Davidson. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that would heal a lot of our social issues. Do we have one? Not like a queen that I want to name drop. <laughs> no, no one's coming to I, We wouldn't say it. <laughs> if we did, we wouldn't say it. <laughs> I think you it wouldn't should be me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Can we pause? Can we talk about the most romantic thing I've ever experienced in my life was witnessing that man hit on you on the road yesterday? This is supposed to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, if you want. If you don't like it, we can go. I don't think someone saying, I like your headphones is hitting on you. Okay, well, that's like... I wouldn't okay. say he's also my boyfriend now, so... If you were tough. being cast for the role of this movie, you would not get the part because that is not what happened. We were walking down the road and I'm seeing this gorgeous man with a dog. Like, you can tell he lives, he's privileged enough to own a condo in Toronto. In Yorkville. And he, Nevertheless, in we were at the Big Rock, Yorkville exactly the big rock sarah walking and i'm watching this man coming walking towards us staring into brooke's soul and i'm like that man is so cute he's walking towards us he has a gorgeous red beanie on a winter coat and his dog was big and fluffy was it white it was white it was it was a cute dog it's a great dog okay 
So if this man, whoever you are, if you're out there, listen to me. We love you. So this man's walking. I'm like, wow, that man is staring at Brooke. And then all of a sudden, he goes, Brooke. He goes, all of a sudden, all of a sudden he goes, do you like those headphones? Because baby girl had her Beats headphones. Are they Beats? Yeah. Around your neck. Yeah. Looking really downtown Toronto corn your sambas. And he was wearing them too. And she was like, yeah, I love them. And he was like, they're really good headphones, aren't they? He's like smiling, like blushing, like, you know, it's like, he's looking at this girl and he's like, thank fuck we're wearing the same headphones. Cause this is a conversation piece. Oh, Here we go. Brooke goes, you should be their spokesperson or something like that. And I was like, Brooke, like <laughs> it was so flirty and like hot at this, at the outside the rock. at <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> And I literally, like, Brooke, turn around and go talk to this man. She's like, no, I'm going back to freaking Europe. I was like, I don't give a fuck. This man is stunning. She did you're, it. You're, you feed into my delusions. <laughs> no one else. Like, okay. The way I, if I was with, like, I don't know who I, if I was with someone that happened, I'd be like, do you think they won? They'd be like, Brooke, wait, we need to, like, <laughs> we need to dial <laughs> back. Like, no. Uh, and that's why everyone's boring because, and their life is sad because, <laughs> like nothing just nothing gets me more than just like something romantic happening yeah you know what I mean romantic like that was kind of cute that was kind of my romantic comedy moment and did you think about it the whole drive to Sarnia yeah I told my dad (laughs) (laughs) he agrees we're in love hello Thomas like I know I love like ah he supports so that was stunning and it's like that was I don't even know where we were going with this, but it's like that happened. Well, I have okay, I have two things that I want to address for the pod. Okay. Can't wait. Re- regarding romantic comedy, the, okay, the book that we have read. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have read. First and foremost. Well, okay, maybe three, because what was your fate? Like, do I feel like we need some positivity? Like, yeah. Did something here like rock your boots? I told you the the emails I loved, which is a hot take. The emails absolutely rocked. I wouldn't say rocked my socks off, but I was like, that's nice. Um, I think. Yeah, that's about it. How about you? (laughs) I will reiterate. I think I like, I think I like the concept. (laughs) Like something. I, I like the setting. I'm a sucker for a good setting. Like, I think having this, like, sketch comedy show in New York with, like, the breakdown is a good setting. And I think objectively, I mm-hmm. was, I'm really interested in that as an idea. Like, her being the sketch comedy writer and him being, like, the mm-hmm. musical guest of the week. Like, I think that's smart. And that's mm-hmm. well done. It's fresh. Um, it's fresh. Yeah. No, it does feel fresh. Because, like, how many rom-coms do we have where it's like, oh, my God, my brother who plays hockey, it's his best friend. <laughs> it's like okay and it's like I'll so read that it. seems like a negative <laughs> and like I'll read it and I'll enjoy it yeah you will but yeah, you will. but yeah no this one feels fresh um something so two things that I want to raise is first of all I'm gagged at the fact that this author also has another novel that is Hillary Clinton fan fiction are you aware of no because no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it can tell us a lot about why Sally is the way she is at Curtis and Feld like Hillary, Hillary Clinton fan. Anyone? Who, there's a lot of people who like Hillary Clintons who are, um, really white old feminist. No, exactly. It's like it is that wave of like like when the what was it like 2016? God, so far ago, like the American 2016 election. Everyone was always like, "I'm with her." Like, why are you not with this girl boss, Bestina, slay boss, like? pussy boots and it's like well yeah like just because she's the woman doesn't mean she's the woman you know what I mean like so um, basically she has this novel I don't know if you've heard of it it actually did quite well it came out in 2020 it's called Rodham and it's oh no I get it oh (laughs) no that's her maiden name right like Hillary yeah it's a reimagining of what Hillary's life would have been like if she had never met Bill Clinton and if she had just been Miss Hillary Rodham I like it. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hillary's an interesting choice. Yeah. But I think there would have been other women we could have gone with. 
Mm-hmm. I just felt that was that was necessary to this conversation. And yeah, to be honest, it makes like I'd kind of like to read it because I I haven't read Ron. I'm like, this is a disclaimer. I have not read Rodham. I don't know where Curtis was going with it. I don't know what the vibe of Rodham is. Yeah. Um, Oprah but, liked it. But Oprah liked it. It did quite well. I just think for some reason it makes so much sense to me that Hillary Clinton fan fiction is yeah. adjacent to this novel. Yeah. Also, Curtis's hair gives me Hillary Clinton hair vibes. <laughs> we have so many lawyers tuning in right now. <laughs> to what? I can see that. Um, oh, she ate. I think she has a twin. Um, um yeah I don't know it, it's interesting I also the final thing this has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton is I'm curious how we feel about the title because it reminded me a lot of our conversation about the title of Treed and how I thought Emily mm. was kind of clever for that because it's like it's it's almost a lazy title on paper uh-huh. like, but then I think Treed within the context of the novel like it's discussion surrounding what makes like a good novel and like who can enjoy highbrow versus lowbrow art and like what makes like oh a Treed isn't very like mm-hmm. know, you know valued as a piece of art whereas here romantic comedy just feels <laughs> like a title I found it interesting that she thinks she's unlovable, yet she's totally lovable. And then also, I don't think she's funny. So it's interesting that it's not a comedy. It is for next week's roast. <laughs> <laughs> See, I understand what she was going we're, we're not a, We're not afraid to talk about things that we don't love. And we've talked about some things that we love. I just think how it's like, oh, it's a romantic comedy. I'm like, but I'm not laughing. Like, where's... Like, you think your life is so miserable that this is hilarious. It's like, no, bitch, this is just life. Yeah. No, and I do I do love a rom-com traditionally, so. Yeah, I also I just think don't. Kind of, really, it was just wasn't. It was a mess. And then I think if we're going to go also in our ranking, this was the most dry. <laughs> yeah, we're, we've kind of moved on to the end bits here. We've got the, we've got the ranking. I forget. What were we calling it? Diddleability. It's a one out of ten. Maybe a two because I think Noah could be hot. I can't recall a scene in which I know there is a scene. Once again, my memory is maybe like doing this book a bit dirty, but like I've sat with it. I've sat with it for several months and I'm not sure my opinion has changed. I remember they had a lot of sex like back to back to back to back to back to back to the point where I was like, I think I miss their sore. It's like it's just their infection. It's too sore. And then she'd go sleep in another bed. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> do we, do, is there a song that reminds you of this novel? Beautiful Soul. Because that's oh, what that's she a wishes. Great song. People beautiful realize soul. because even though she thinks she's so ugly, mm-hmm. someone will find her soul beautiful. Mine is going like, to be Shut by Ariana Grande. Even the Bubbles and Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, do we, have any, do we have any parting notes anything else we'd like to tell we'll be back we'll be back like we're not we're not sticking to a schedule we're just gonna be elusive and cool mystery girls and we'll drop yeah I think over the holidays you can expect some holiday movie reviews we're gonna do some holiday because we really enjoy doing the um the credit summer turn pretty like tv series so we're gonna be talking a lot about we kind of want to expand the platform a little bit to talk about film as well um so if you have any recommendations we are back any ideas um if you disagree with us and thought this was the best novel on the earth no problem that's that's the problem hit our line that's your hit our line you know who would have hated this novel my mean (laughs) professor i feel like you would have been like into it the structure he would have (laughs) hated frankly (laughs) Frankly, he would have put her in the same boat as me in my writing. <laughs> no, not though. <laughs> oh, that though. Grad um, school is going. Grad school's going. Thank you genuinely for listening. Once again, if you're like at this point, like you're just an angel. We're so in awe of you. We're so impressed by you. We love you. <laughs> the app got just chaotic, chaotic. When does but it this, not? This felt like a fitting return, return, return of the Mac, you know, like we're, yeah. we're back, Sienna and Brooke on some, yeah. some chat ability. 
What are we doing next week, our book? Are we doing the one I thought we were doing? We might just. It, it, Should we say? Surprise. No, we'll surprise because what if we change it up? What yeah. if we do a movie? Okay, yeah. Who knows what next week? We might be doing something. We might well be doing something. You'll see. Mystery drop. Get ready. Be ready. Mystery Stay drop. Ready. Mystery drop. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hee <laughs> hee.